Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This program is brought to you weekly by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. Stay tuned for today's message. Welcome, listening friends, to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. What a joy and a privilege it is for Elder David Wise and myself, Elder Joe Nettles, to bring you these messages each and every week. Uh, If you have not been able to avail yourself of this broadcast over the airwaves, then you can go to gospel-of-grace.com. You can listen to archived messages as a church locator, frequently asked questions regarding what is a primitive Baptist, many resources. We'd love for you to go and visit that. And while you're there, Drop us an email. Let us know that you're listening. If you have questions or concerns or even dissent, we would love to hear from you. That's at gospel-of-grace.com. We'd like to welcome you to our local churches. The one I endeavor to serve is Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, outside of Caledonia, Mississippi, in the Bartahatchee community. We meet at 1030 a.m. every Sunday morning. Elder David Wise, who assists me in this radio ministry, he pastors Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church located at 11 Staten Road near Ackerman, Mississippi, right on Highway 15 between Matheston and Ackerman near the Reform community. And they also meet 10.30 a.m. every Sunday morning. Every Sunday morning except the first Sunday morning, you'll find Clear Springs Primitive Baptist Church gathering together at 10.30 a.m. every Sunday morning. And they are located on 55 Tahoe Road in Mabin, Mississippi, just outside of Starkville. They are a dear group and would absolutely love to have you come and visit with them. Come and visit us. We would love to have you. Uh, We also meet uh, a fellowship meeting, 6 p.m. every Wednesday evening on the grounds of New Covenant Church at 200 West Garrett Road in Starkville, Mississippi. We have an abbreviated message and song service, and then we break bread together, eat supper, and visit. And we invite you to come at 6 p.m. every Wednesday evening, New Covenant Church, 200 West Garrett Road in Starkville. Today we have an installment for you in a three-part series of messages titled, Jeremiah's Answer to Judah's Apostasy. And we hope that you'll stay tuned with us, and we'll be right back with today's message.
Thank you so much for staying tuned with us here at the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. And again, I'm Elder Joe Nettles. I thank you so much for staying tuned with us and tuning in with us. And uh, today uh, we have a message titled, Jeremiah's Answer to Judah's Apostasy. Well, it's always been said that the more things change, the more they stay the same. And we are looking around us today and we see such apostasy. Apostasy means turning away from God, denying God, denying Christ. We see very much of it. It's a very discouraging time for a believer in Christ, but not a time that we should not be prepared for because God's word has told us uh, explicitly that in latter times, seducing spirits shall come and shall have great success and there will be a great falling away. And we're seeing that all around us today. And while it grieves our hearts, at the same time, we should glean encouragement from the word of God. Because, brothers and sisters, we're one day closer today than we've ever been to the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So let's look at a situation many, many, many years ago in the days of Jeremiah, in the days of Babylonian superiority over Judah, where God's people, uh, who had been showered upon with so many blessings, so many benefits, such great presence uh, of the benefits of the Jehovah God showered upon them, thumbed their nose at God, blatantly turned away from the Lord. And we're going to see that this is not just a new phenomenon. This is something that always has been. As long as you have fallen men in the world, as long as you have self-righteous Pharisees in the world, you are going to have those who deny God. Uh, Psalm 14 said, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. And there are many of corrupted hearts in this world today as there always have been. And we see this in the days of Jeremiah the prophet. So we're going to go back in the context is circa 586 BC after Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians came back into uh, Judah uh, after the rebellion of Zedekiah, that puppet king that had been placed there in power and he was supposed to be true and faithful to Nebuchadnezzar. But yet he sought the protection and the assistance of Egypt to rebel against him. And so in response to that, Nebuchadnezzar uh, invaded again, and took again a great captivity back to Babylon. And he left very many poor, poverty-stricken, uh, helpless people uh, there in Judah. Uh, we're not seeing that they had all of their leaders there. No, anyone who was pretty much fit to be a leader had been carried away. The only reason Jeremiah was still here, because Jeremiah chose to be here, and he was given that favor of the Babylonians. So now let's begin reading in Jeremiah chapter 44. We're going to go to Jeremiah chapter 44, and we're going to begin reading with verse 11. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will set my face against you for evil, and to cut off all Judah. Oh, what dreadful words from the Lord these are to his covenant nation. He said, I'll set my face against you for evil, and I will cut off all Judah. And I will take the remnant of Judah that have set their faces to go into the land of Egypt to sojourn there, and they shall all be consumed and fall in the land of Egypt. If you remember from reading this, there were many of the people who were left behind in Jerusalem and Judah uh, that decided that they would flee into Egypt, that they would be better off in Egypt rather than staying and remaining subject to the Babylonian captivity as they were commanded to do as their just punishment for rebellion against God, they decided they were going to seek a better way. They were going to get out from under the punishment of God 
and go to Egypt. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters, you can never get out from under the punishment of God. They should have stayed where they were. But many of these rebellious-hearted people, these stiff-necked Jews, decided they were going to go to Egypt. They shall even be consumed by the sword and by the famine, we continue in verse 12. They shall die from the least, even under the greatest, by the sword and by the famine. And they shall be an execration. That's a type of word that means a curse. And an astonishment and a curse and a reproach. For I will punish them that dwell in the land of Egypt as I have punished Jerusalem by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence. So that none of the remnant of Judah, which are gone into the land of Egypt to sojourn there, shall escape or remain. That they should return into the land of Judah, to the which they have a desire to return to dwell there. For none shall return, but such as shall escape. Such uh, stark, heavy uh, judgment being brought down by the Lord upon this people. Now, let's look at the reply of the people. If you or I heard that today, I hope and pray that we would have a repentant enough heart to fall upon our faces and uh, proclaim the Lord is righteous and us is sinful and have mercy upon us, Lord, and, and give me another opportunity to try to live a life that would honor and glorify you. That's, that's what I hope that Joe Nettles would do. Uh, that's what I hope God's people would do. But let's see what the response of God's people were in this day. Jeremiah 44, verse 15. Then all the men which knew that their wives had burned incense unto other gods, and all the women that stood by, a great multitude, even all the people that dwelt in the land of Egypt and Pathros, answered Jeremiah, saying, As for the word that thou hast spoken unto us in the name of the Lord, we will not hearken unto thee. So here they are in Egypt after having been told not to go to Egypt. Here this condemnation of the inspiration of God through the prophet Jeremiah has been delivered unto them. And here they are willfully uh, saying, we will not hear this word. We will not hearken unto thee. Now verse 17, but we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth to burn incense unto the queen of heaven. You see this paganism, this idolatry, this damnable false worship that they have embraced fully and to pour out drink offerings unto her as we have done, we and our fathers, our kings and our princes in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. For then had we plenty of victuals and were well and saw no evil. Let's break this down and look at a few of the things we can glean here regarding when people become apostate away from the ways of God, when they rebel against God. First thing we want to look at is to understand that rebellion starts small, typically, but nevertheless, it will progress. It starts small, but then it's like a buffalo steak. The more it's chewed, the bigger it gets. Notice in the previous chapter before this, they started this whole process by refusing uh, the prophecy and the prophet. That's where they began. Not just a full frontal denial of God, but by denying his righteous servants. In Jeremiah 43, verse 1, And it came to pass that when Jeremiah had made an end of speaking unto all the people all the words of the Lord their God, for which the Lord their God had sent him to them, even all these words. See, they had sought the counsel of God. Jeremiah sought the counsel of God. He returned the counsel of God, but it wasn't what they wanted to hear. You see, they had itching ears. They wanted to heap to themselves teachers 
that would tell them the things that they wanted to hear. They had itching ears. They were longing just to be affirmed in their rebellion. They didn't want to hear preaching that would correct them. They wanted to hear preaching that would affirm them even in their falsehoods. Then spake Azariah, the son of Hoshiah, and Johanan, the son of Kareah, and the proud men, saying unto Jeremiah, Thou speakest falsely. The Lord our God hath not sent thee to say, Go into Egypt to sojourn there. But Baruch, the son of Neriah, set thee on against us. Now, blaming Baruch in this situation was just a ridiculous excuse. But when people have decided they're going to rebel against God, any excuse is not too ridiculous for them. We carry on. For to deliver us into the hand of the Chaldeans, that they might put us to death and carry us away captives into Babylon. So Johanan, the son of Korea, and all the captains of the forces and all the people obeyed not the voice of the Lord to dwell in the land of Judah. But see, so it started small. First, they were saying, we don't believe you. We refuse to believe you. We refuse to accept this as the word of God. Uh, you've been put up to this. You're just trying to tear us down. You're just trying to be a negative Nelly, Jeremiah. And we're not going to have it. And see, that's how it begins. Uh, men, uh, well-meaning uh, ladies in your family, your mother, your grandmother, or men preaching from the pulpit, or a father who's concerned for your spiritual well-being, they will come to you and they will try to instruct you on what the word of God says because it, my friends, is the only perfect counsel we have in this world. And they will come to you because they're concerned about some of your rude manners or some of the uh, false ways in which you may be walking. And so oftentimes people will just get mad uh, rather than receive the rebuke, the reproach. No, they, they'll see it as a reproach and they will get mad at the messenger because of the message. But brothers and sisters, if someone is being true to their God, they're not just coming up with judgment on their own. They're only relating unto you what they see clearly taught in the word of God. You know, people love to say nowadays, you can't judge me. You don't have the right to judge me. How dare you tell me that doing heroin is wrong, that drinking is wrong? How dare you tell me that it's wrong for me to be talking about so-and-so behind their back or yada, 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 whatever the case may be. And they'll They'll try to castigate you for saying, how dare you judge me? Well, friends, if your judgment, if you're just relating to them what the word of God says, then it's not your judgment. It's God's judgment. And you're just trying to share it with them. Now, we can be prideful. We can be self-righteous. We can be as ridiculous as anybody else and use the truth and try to use it as a cudgel to bludgeon people with. And we should never do that. But if we see it in the word of God, we should thank God that we're able to see it and we should humbly try to share that with someone who, with whom, about whom we're concerned, okay? This was not the, the uh, response of people who should be appreciative over such rebuke was not the response of Judah in this day. They said, we'll not obey. But see, now it advances. Remember, rebellion starts small and then it grows. It grows, Rebellion never typically becomes stagnant. It just grows, just like sin. Sin is progressive, and rebellion is a great sin, and it progresses. So now let's uh, look at how it's going to advance. One thing we need to realize about apostasy, about rebellion against God, is that it is rooted in self-will, a spirit of self-will. I'm going to have my way. I'm the captain of my own ship. No one has the right to judge me. That is self-will will. And it is not becoming of a child of grace. It is typical of the wicked in this world, not of the regenerated. So 
Look in verse 16. As for the word that thou hast spoken unto us in the name of the Lord, we will not hearken unto thee, but we will certainly, verse 17, but we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth. What comes out of my mouth is what's important. What comes out of my mouth is the only authority I choose to follow. And that is a wicked and damnable way to be believing listener today. We should humble ourselves to the good, wise, holy counsel of God. We should humble ourselves when loving, humble people come to us to give us that counsel. We should humble ourselves. Notice what it says about this self-willing attitude. Proverbs 6 says these things in verse 16. These these six things doth the Lord hate. You want to talk about what the Lord hates? I don't want to love what the Lord hates. How about you? Here he says, these six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. And the very first one listed is a proud look, a proud look. We can be proud of our work. We can be proud of our socioeconomic status. We can be proud of our intellect. We can even be proud of our church. God forgive us. We need to get away from a proud look. Isaiah chapter five, verse 18 declares, woe unto them that draw iniquity uh, with cords of what? Vanity, self-will and sin, as it were, with a cart rope. See, we drag our troubles behind us, usually because of our own self-willing attitude. We will not walk on the straight and narrow way. No, we'll say we're not going to have it. We're not looking for the old paths wherein is the good life. We'll go our own way. And I guarantee you, whenever you say, I'm going to go my own way, you're going on the way, the broad way to destruction. And I warn you, repent and turn from that. This is what they need to do in Jeremiah's day. And this is what we need to do In this day of 2023, Jeremiah chapter 6, we mentioned this just a moment ago. Verse 16, thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see. In other words, he's saying, stop, take a healthy pause, tap the brakes, cool your jets. You're so all fired, ready to go in a direction. You need to stop and consider your ways. He said, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Nobody likes the idea of old paths nowadays unless they're taking something to Antiques Roadshow. Friends, let me tell you something. The old ways are still the best ways. Now, I'm not saying we should throw away our cell phones and rip our TVs off the wall and chuck them out the window and things of that nature and uh, stop using air conditioning and indoor plumbing and yada, yada. No, that's going to an extreme. What we're talking about are the old ways of the morality and the righteousness of God, the discipline of the Christian. That has never changed. Uh, It never gets old because the more you live in that, the more renewed and more refreshed you feel. Those old ways are the only ways unto life. But yet this world today says, you know what? We need to mix Christianity in a syncretistic way. We need to mix it and corrupt it and pollute it with some new age religion, with some psychology and some psychiatry. Brothers and sisters, repent over that foolishness. Everything you need is in the word of God. Uh, for all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. There's not a good work or a good way in which you need to walk in this world that is not covered, mandated, and there for you, for your consumption in the holy word of God. They said, stand in the ways, see, ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, 
We will not walk therein. Also, I set watchmen over you. Here I sent prophets to you, kings, priests to you, to exhort you and to encourage you in these right ways, saying, hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not hearken. We will go about our own self-willed way. Point number two, let's look at how people who are apostate, who are rebellious against the truth of God's word, they want to do it their own way, they often try to give credibility to their rebellion by softening it through similar practices. In other words, the ways in which they worship resemble the ways of sound folks. People who are in soundness and doctrine and practice, as long as our ways are similar to theirs. Notice verse 17, this is what these apostate Jews tried to do to burn incense unto the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto her. So see what they're saying? They're saying, look, we are doing the exact same actions as they do in the temple in worshiping Jehovah. We are doing the same thing. See, what we're doing is not so different. This queen of heaven we worship, she's a little different than Jehovah. Yeah, but you see, we're basically doing the same thing. We're basically in the same camp. We are not in the same camp. If you rebel against Jesus Christ and his ways and his word, you are in a completely different camp. You are refusing to suffer without the gate as Jesus suffered without the camp, without the gate for our sins. He was willing to bear the reproof, the reproach. He was willing to bear the burdens and the violence and the ridicule for his people. And if you, my friends, are a disciple of Jesus Christ, you must be willing to do the same. And stop trying to make excuses and stop trying to rationalize for your faulty religious mindset and practices. Let me tell you something. Even Jim Jones, they call him the Reverend Jim Jones, but I'd never call him that. He was a damnable wolf in sheep's clothing. Even the so-called Reverend Jim Jones congregation back in the 70s, remember? Out in San Francisco and then later in Guyana in uh, North South America, they said would have, even those congregants of Jim Jones would have claimed the same. They would have said, hey, we're preaching, we're praying, we're doing good works. Every false Christ-identifying cult does the same. They preach, they pray. Why? Because they want to show forth that they belong in Christian circles. They do not. They do not. Preaching, praying, singing, good works is how they present themselves. But you must look at the substance underneath it. You must look upon which it's builded, the foundation. Is it on the word of God, which does not change? And I would encourage you, the very best English version that can be had of the inspired and preserved word of God is the King James translation. If you speak and read in the English language, you study it out, you're going to see that is the very best translation that we have in the English language. Well, even Jim Jones congregation, they said, hey, look at what we're doing. We're doing everything just right. It's maybe a, a little different on the things, the substance of what we're teaching, but hey, we're preaching, we're praying, we're doing all these things. And after 900, over 900 people died by drinking, being forced to drink poison Kool-Aid, some of them did it willingly. Some of them were forced at gunpoint to do it. And 300 or so of those were under the age of 17. Child murderers, occultic murderers, 
of hundreds and hundreds of people. This happened in 1978. Go see all at the leadership of self-willed people. Due to time constraints, we'll have to finish the rest of this message and a further message. And so we hope and pray that this has stimulated your mind to consider your own ways. And if you say, I look at the word of God and I see the way that I'm worshiping right now is perfectly in accord with the statutes of the word of God, the ways that Christ established for the church, then I commend you. But if not, I would encourage you to not uh, live in rebellion even unknowingly living in rebellion against the word of God. Let's consider our ways and how are we going to measure our ways and words and thoughts? It must be according to the word of God, that light unto our path, that lamp unto our feet. Study it, my friends, until we're able to speak to you again on this uh, apostasy in Judah that happened so long ago. May the Lord's richest blessings be yours. If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist church in your area. Visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com to search for a Primitive Baptist church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find additional contact information. This program is also available on iTunes under podcasts with the title, The Gospel of Grace, a Primitive Baptist radio broadcast. If you enjoy our program, send us an email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caldonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. Come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 1030 and tune in next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. Until next time, we pray that God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord.